repairs. Our specialists are standing by for all drivers to call for a free quick quote. Call 800-760-8196. Vehicle protection plan pricing is at an all-time low. Plus, drivers who purchase this coverage today will receive rental car options, free roadside assistance, and free towing. Call 800-760-8196 now for your free quick quote. That's 800-760-8196. What do you have to lose? Call 800-760-8196. Again, 800-760-8196. According to a new national survey, most people prefer to stay in their homes as they age. In order to do so, and as their health care needs change, many will need at-home health care options to keep them healthy and keep them at home. Yet most adults age 50 and older have not considered the type of care they may need that would enable them to age at home. Now is the time to research the care you want while you're in good health. First, research the home care options available in your community. There may be government programs that can help, including PACE and LIFE state-based Medicare programs. Talk to your family about your wishes and where you'd like to receive care. Keep talking with your doctor about your health and consider the finances of long-term care and the assistance programs available. Keeping seniors at home is a win-win for patients, doctors, and healthcare facilities. Receiving care at home has proven to result in a better quality of life and better health outcomes. This survey and message are sponsored by Cross Country Workforce Solutions Group, the nation's leading provider of in-home clinical and non-clinical care for aging seniors. Here in Manhattan, every man is a wildcat. Into the corner for three. Yes, sir! Yes, sir! Join us for the start of a new era. Our next head basketball coach at Kansas State University, Jerome Tang. Be a part of the wildcat journey all season long on your home for Kansas State basketball. Saturday, Kansas State faces Oklahoma State. Hear the tip-off at 1 on the home of the Wildcats, ESPN Wichita 92.3 FM. I'm Doug Brown. ESPN's Adrian Wojnarowski reports Quinn Snyder could be the next head coach of the Atlanta Hawks. Nate McMillan was fired three days ago. Snyder resigned last year as coach of the Jazz and is now talking with the Hawks. 7.30 Eastern for an NBA doubleheader on ESPN. The Bucks host the Heat, followed by the Suns hosting the Thunder. ESPN's Jeff Passan reports that by the start of the new baseball season, pitchers and hitters will adjust to the new pace of play rules. That's what spring training is for, and the hope is that by opening day, there are going to be far fewer penalties levied against pitchers and against hitters, remember, both of whom with the pitch clock can be penalized for either not being in the batter's box with eight seconds left or not throwing the ball with the clock hitting zero. Jeff Passan, Broncos quarterback Russell Wilson is disputing a report in The Athletic that he tried to get Coach Pete Carroll and GM John Snyder fired before he was eventually traded out of Seattle. Wilson tweets today, Carroll was a father figure and Snyder believed in him and he didn't want them fired. Think O'Reilly Auto Parts for all your car care needs. They're close, convenient, and have the parts you need fast, along with excellent customer service from professional parts people you can trust. Stop by your local O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit O'ReillyAuto.com. You're listening to The Pulse with Pat Strothman on ESPN Wichita 92.3 FM. Small town, big dreams, and a young boy the age of 15 had a premonition his city would get seen. Now I'm winning, get sheen in the city of the home of our hero. What's up, Wichita? The weekend is finally here. 
It's Friday. College basketball taking place tomorrow with KU and K-State. Wichita State in action last night. Royals in spring training. A lot of stuff to get to here on a Friday edition of The Pulse on Wichita Sports Leader. On ESPN Wichita, 92.3 FM. Also streaming online at ESPNWichita.com. You can tune us in on the TuneIn app. Check us out on your favorite smart speaker. Tell your smart speaker to tune in to ESPN Wichita, 92.3 FM. I'm Pat Strothman. The big producer today is Jack Johnson. You can give us a call at 316-669-4996. If you want to chime in, feel free to do so, 316-669-4996. If you don't want to call, don't want to put your voice over the airwaves, that's totally cool. No big deal. You can always give us your thoughts on the text line, 316-247-0923. Twitter, ESPN Wichita, Pat Strothman, Johnny J underscore 15, and on Facebook, ESPN Wichita 92.3. Here on the show today, kind of an open-ended hour number one here. We'll talk KU and K-State men's basketball. We'll try to sneak in a little Royals talk at the tail end as well. We'll also have Wichita Statements basketball thoughts here shortly. That's what we're leading off with. So it's almost an open-ended type of hour number one because we can really just bunch all that stuff together into one segment. But we're going to stretch it out throughout the course of the first hour. KU, K-State both in action tomorrow. Wichita State with a loss last night to Memphis. In hour number two, we'll talk about the Kansas City Chiefs as we have three of the four questions for our Final Four Friday segment about the Kansas City Chiefs. It's brought to you by Air Quality Control, almost a weekly recap of what we talked about involving the Kansas City Chiefs. We talked about Chiefs yesterday with Matt Verderam. Matt Derrick was a part of the show on Tuesday so we'll continue that conversation or those conversations with our Final Four Friday, brought to you by Air Quality Control. 325, our normal guy, will be a part of the show. Sully Angles of Cake TV. He was talking about some hot dog eating with the Wichita Wind Surge, so we might have to talk about that in our number two at 325. Sounds like we have a challenge on our doorstep. And at 345, what's on tap for this weekend? Brought to you by Woodshock Wheats, brewed by Wichita Brewing Company. And buy or sell, you'll hear Jack's favorite song coming up in hour number two. That is our lineup for today, February 24, 2023. Glad to have you here on the show. It is quite chilly outside. I thought we were done with this, Jack. I thought this was over. I thought we were moving forward and moving on, progressing weather-wise here in Wichita. Not the case. How's Kansas City? How's the cold over there? Is it awfully cold or no? It's about mid-20s. Mid-20s? It does not feel like mid-20s out here. Supposedly it's 36 outside. I call I call Bullocks here. There's no way. How bad's the wind for you? Uh, since this morning, it was somewhat windy, maybe like 8 to 10 miles an hour. Okay. Well, it's cool enough down here. I am looking forward to going home and putting on 
sweats and a hoodie, though. That sounds fantastic. After being on the call these last couple nights, I get a chance to relax tonight. That part's going to be enjoyable with the wife. Looking forward to that. Got to say, game last night was a blast. St. Mary, Tabor, KCAC Tournament quarterfinals. St. Mary matching uh, its program uh, record and wins in the regular season with a W last night over Tabor. St. Mary dominated the second half. Spires moving on to the semifinals. They take on the number one seed in Sterling tomorrow at 7. That will be our next Road to Hartman Arena broadcast. Can't wait. Should be a blast. Sterling, St. Mary. We were originally supposed to do that game in the regular season, but things got shifted around because of K-State men's basketball, so on and so forth. But we're going to see it, and we'll bring it live tomorrow here on ESPN Wichita 92.3 FM. Hope you can join us. I do got to say, Jack, were you ever a bowler? Um, are you like, a bowler? Would that count? Is that I bowl or I bowled before? I have to have like a weekly thing where I bowl. Are you a bowler? Have you bowled? <laughs> Do you like to bowl <laughs> for fun? Yeah, I maybe bowl like once or That's twice what a I year. Bet. I didn't know if you meant like an, on a consistent basis. <laughs> am I bowling once a week, twice a week? Well, come on, we found out that you're a big time snowboarder, so it's like, all right, what else does Jack Johnson like? Yeah, to but do? you can't just like walk up and go snowboarding Kansas somewhere. You have to drive to Snow <laughs> Creek. Like bowling, Fair. I could go right. for ten dollars on a Tuesday. Do night. You do you enjoy it. bowling? Eh, it's all right. I would say. It's all right. Okay. Yeah. Were you ever good at it? I was okay at it, yeah. I can hold my own. What was your average, or what do you think your high is? Oh. Did it ever break 200? No, no, not 200. Okay, Maybe because like... I think my high is like 184. Yeah, I'm like 160 or 165. Okay, so we're in the same boat. Okay, fantastic. Well, earlier today, I had a chance to go out to North Rock Lanes and. I had a chance to watch the best of the best. PBA, Wichita Classic taking place. I had a chance to go out there today. The, the wonderful people at PBA, they're like, hey, you want to come out and watch this? I'm like, yeah, sure, of course I will. I suck at, at, at bowling, but I'd be more than happy to, to, to watch it. So I, I went out there this morning, had a chance to watch these guys, and Chris Barnes was there who – is a Wichita legend. A lot of former Shockers, I guess, are a part of the PBA. Wichita State bowling, ridiculously good, I suppose. Bear with me, people, before we transition to basketball. I promise you we'll get to basketball. But i got to give my, my props here to the PBA because it was it was awesome going out there and actually witnessing it. So they have all these different balls, and they have all different purposes and just to see them practice, it's just incredible what some of these guys can do. One guy is, I'm pretty sure he's double-jointed, because the way that he moves his wrist back, I feel like my wrist would snap in, in the two. And yet that guy is able to bowl consistently. Jack, are you a one-handed bowler or a two-handed bowler? Obviously a one-handed bowler. Obviously a one-handed bowler. Obviously, of course. Yes, I'm also a one-handed bowler. Did you ever have any spin? Uh, a little bit, not anything I severe. Couldn't. I was a straight shooter. I could never get the spin. I was a straight shooter. Mine was all about power and going right at the damn pin. That was how I operated. So 
I'm a one-handed guy. But now I guess the the real movement is, I guess, two-handed bowlers. And not like you, you go between your legs and you rock back and forth like grainy style. That's not what I'm talking about. But they're able to control so much more and get more spins and, and, and more power behind it. I saw these two guys. They were It was a match play, and these two guys went back and forth. I think they each had eight consecutive strikes. <laughs> it's like, what just happened? <laughs> like, this is incredible. So I was really impressed. And if you want to see them in person, you can go out to Rock Road here in Wichita. They have stuff going on. I think the finals are coming up at 6 o'clock tonight. So if you want to watch the best of the best, if you're a big-time bowler, feel free to go out there and check them out. I was thoroughly impressed. Truly the best of the best. And, Jack, it's one of those things to where it's like with anything. Until you see something in person, you don't realize how ridiculously good these guys are until you watch them in person. Very few mistakes by these guys. Very few. Super impressive. Really, really impressive. So PBA, what's going on right now? The Wichita Classic taking place. If you want to go out there, feel free to do so. I enjoyed my time out there. So thank you so much to the PBA for inviting me. I don't know why. Why they did, because I'm obviously not a big-time bowler, but I was really impressed with what they were able to do. Jack, how much attention am I going to get from you today? Zero? I'm here from start to finish, man, 100%. You sure? I don't know, because the Kansas City Royals are currently going right now, aren't they? Yeah, but they're on radio, so I I can't listen to them on radio. So I'll I'll keep up to date on Twitter and through the MLB. Okay, fair enough. Well, Andy Rogers just tweeted out, Daniel Lynch's first inning, fly out, ground out, and a line out. Bobby Wood Jr. also draws a walk to start the game. The Royals are different. World Series champions, Jack. Count it. We'll talk about the Royals later on here in hour number one. (laughs) I figured that you would be so glued, but you're right. So you'll be just following Twitter. So I might be like, hey, Jack, what do you think of this? And there'll be silence. It'll be crickets. Because I know today is a very exciting day for Jack Johnson. Or is it not? Oh, fantastic day, man. Baseball's okay. back. Baseball's back. And I know Dave Valesky is all for it as well. Heck, I might as well just text Dave Valesky be like, hey, you want to come off the show since you're watching it? Maybe give us the play-by-play. Anywho, enough about that. We'll get into the Royals later on. Let's dive into the meat of the show. Thank you to everyone for bearing with me <laughs> as we're you know starting things off a little, little chillaxed here on the program. Wichita State men's basketball. Shockers last night, they played Memphis since I was broadcasting a game. I didn't have a chance to watch much of the game last night. But I did, when I got home, I did watch a little bit on the replay there. had the ability to do so. So I started to watch the game. And the Shockers, well... Certainly off to a, a good start in the game. James Rojas in particular. Jerron Pierre Jr. did well in the second half. However, not enough for Wichita State to get over the hump as the Shockers fell to Memphis 83-78. to Really a close game all the way throughout. Neither side led by more than seven points. 16 different lead changes. So it was a back-and-forth ball game. Felt like Wichita State elevated its play in this one against the Memphis Tigers. Memphis 
is is one of those teams that Wichita State has always struggled against, mainly because of the athleticism that Memphis really brings to the table. Kendrick Davis, he returned from a one-game injury absence, and he scored 19 to help Memphis post its sixth consecutive series win. DeAndre Williams added 18 points, nine rebounds, three blocks. The Tigers shot 55% for the field. Wichita State flat out could not slow down Memphis. Memphis, 9 of 19 from beyond the arc, outscored the Shockers 16 to 8 at the free throw line. 55% from the field for the Tigers. That was the highest field goal percentage given up by Wichita State this season. The Shockers, they did well inside. They had 48 points in the paint. They were 20 of 34 from inside the arc, which that is incredible stuff there. However, the Shockers, they could not make a shot from beyond the arc. Gee, does that sound familiar? I feel like we've been saying this all throughout the season. Shockers couldn't make a shot from deep. 6 of 27 from beyond the arc. Jaquan Walton, he was 7 of 11 from the field with 14 points, played all 40 minutes, career high, 6 assists. Craig Porter Jr., he had five steals, had 15 points, seven boards, seven assists. Didn't have a turnover in the game, not too shabby. But at the end of the day, I feel like this game really describes Wichita State this season. There have been times where the Shockers have made some shots from beyond the arc, but this was not one of those times, and that has been too common of a theme for the Shockers here in the season. Feels like Wichita State's making progress. They've been playing well offensively, but the defense has certainly changed. Teams have been able to put up some points against the Wichita State Shockers. Offensively, there has has been improvement, which that's great, but that's usually what happens, right? When you start to focus on the offense, sometimes the defense starts to slack off a little bit. And that's what I warned people at the beginning of the season. You can sit here and play defense and and have that mentality for so many games, but at what point does it finally break and you start to put more emphasis on the offense instead of the defense? Then you'll start to see one area slide, one area pick up. I feel like that's just the way basketball goes. And if you're you know, if you're not one of the top teams in the country, if you make adjustments elsewhere, you're probably going to see some aggression. In another area. James Rojas, I have never seen a guy go from dominating a half as he was able to put 19 points on the board in the first half. It was a perfect 7 for 7 from the field in the first half. Goes from 19 points to nada in the second half. That was certainly different. The most frustrating part about this game is the fact that the Shockers, they were shooting from beyond the arc too freely. This is probably one of those games, and I'm sure some fans are going to point out, well, other games, they were you know, taking some bad shots and so on and so forth. But this was really the, the game where they really took some, some poor, poor shots. One of the worst shot selection games of the, for the Shockers all season. Which is weird because they were able to get points to the paint. Normally, if you're highlighting that, usually that means you're getting good shots. If you're 20 or 34 
from inside the arc, that's pretty darn good. You're, you'll take that if you're Isaac Brown. You'll for sure take that. And you would think that that would lead to, hey, this is a team that's 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 recording some good shots. Not when you shoot 27 threes. You, you probably could have slashed that in half. If you're so good inside the arc, 20 of 34, then take out the 27, take 10 three-pointers off that total. And if you shoot at the percentage that you shot out of 34 tries, you probably get the win, and we're not talking about a loss here today. But we are talking about an L for the Wichita State Shockers because they were unable to make shots from deep once again. Jerron Pierre Jr., I feel like for the Shockers, when they do make three-pointers, I feel like it's just one guy that's on. It's never five guys are red hot from deep. It's rarely that. They say that shooting is contagious. Not to this team when it comes to shooting from beyond the arc. Normally it's one guy that makes multiple threes. And then there are other guys that make one. They go one of three, one of four, one of five, that type of thing. Jerome Pierre Jr. had three triples last night, but he also took ten three-point attempts. James Rojas was one for one from deep. Craig Porter Jr. was one of seven from beyond the arc. Jaquan Walton was 0 for 3. Melvion Flanagan was 1 for 4. Gus Okafor was 0 for 2 from beyond the arc. I feel like when Wichita State makes three-pointers, it's usually just one guy that's making four or five threes. Maybe you get a second guy on occasion, but, man, usually it's one guy that does the heavy lifting and then everyone else struggles. At least I feel like that's been the case for the Shockers all season long. Something else I want to point out. Melvion Flan again inserted into the starting lineup with 16 minutes for the game. Gus Okafor played 15 minutes. Xavier Bell played 3 minutes. Isaiah Porbear Chandler played 12. Gus Okafor, told you about him, 15 minutes. Jerome Pierre Jr. had 25 minutes. Can, can anyone figure out this rotation? With Isaac Brown, I know at the beginning of the season we talked about Isaac Brown saying that he is going to play guys that are practicing well. you got to practice well if you want playing time. If you're going to step on the floor, you better be efficient. You better be productive. If not, your butt is going to be sitting on, on the bench with the other people. Isaac Brown made that very clear at the beginning of the year. And maybe that's why these rotations continue to be funky, but it's hard for me to really look at this and try to figure out why. Is it simply just practice time? I don't know if it's really that or not. Maybe it is. Isaac Brown and his coaching staff would know. But with so many people, and again, seen it on Twitter, some people wanting Isaac Brown to, to be fired. We talked about Wichita State Athletics yesterday and kind of the hole that they're in when it comes to money. If Isaac Brown is let go before May of 2024, Wichita State is going to owe him $4 million. You throw in his money with Greg Marshall and Darren Boatwright and Eric Wedge, those four guys, Wichita State would have to pay them 
or have paid them, because some has been paid off already, $12.5 million. And I'm not one to sit here and call for someone's head. That's not what I'm doing. However, I do got to point out, it is a little perplexing trying to figure out this rotation. Because I, I really don't know. How can anyone get in rhythm? How can you really build that that chemistry if it's always going to fluctuate with one guy not playing one game at all and then the next game he might be starting or he's not playing the first half and he comes on in the second half. I don't know how any player can really get get used to that type of role, but maybe there's a method behind the madness for Isaac Brown. It's just hard to really look at. Now, at the end of the day, it's not like Wichita State got blown out with this weird rotation. They lost by five to Memphis, 83-78. But the the more this happens, the more confusing I become when looking at the situation. Gus Okafor, rarely used, and now he gets 15 minutes. Melvion Flanagan is in the starting lineup. And it's not like he hasn't been in the starting lineup this season. He has been. But there have been times where maybe he doesn't even get a minute. It's just it's hard to keep up with it all. And I would imagine that's also adding to the frustration of so many fans. So the Shockers, they do well inside the arc. Not so great from beyond the arc. Pretty much the perfect description of Wichita State basketball in 2022-23. So another loss for the Shockers. Do got to give them some credit. Because that's the best they've played against Memphis in quite some time. Unfortunately, at the end of the day, we're talking about a loss now and not a W. Shockers, they fall below 500 in conference play at 7 and 8, 14 and 13 overall. Three games left. Wichita State on the road for the next two. Shockers go to Louisiana on Sunday. Big game against Tulane. And then Wichita State stays on the road and heads to Houston to battle the Cougars. And then they wrap things up with a game on Sunday against South Florida. I know there's some hope that maybe the Shockers could get a first-round bye in the American Athletic Conference Tournament Championship or the Championship Tournament, wherever you want to do, however you want to describe it. I know they're trying to get in the top, top four, top five, but that loss certainly is, is going to hurt. Wichita State Athletics in the men's basketball team. All right, let us take a break. Later on here in the first hour, we'll try to sneak in a little Royals talk, give you a little update of what's going on. But coming up next, KU, K-State, both in action tomorrow. We'll talk about the Cats. We'll talk about the Hawks and preview their games coming up this weekend. That's just around the corner here on The Pulse on ESPN Wichita. This is The Pulse on Wichita's new sports leader, ESPN Wichita 92.3 FM. Time to leave it all on the mat. For the fourth year in a row, the NAIA Wrestling National Championship is coming to Wichita March 3rd and 4th at Hartman Arena. 280 of the best collegiate wrestlers in the country will square off for team and individual national championships. This event is open to the public, and the championship session will be broadcast live on ESPN3. All session tickets are now on sale, and single session tickets will be available the day of the event. For more information, visit visitwichita.com. Don't miss it. 
Paid for by Christian Care Ministry. So right now may be the perfect time for you to rethink how you pay for health care. And here's why. Not only is it open enrollment for a lot of people, it's also a time you can join MediShare and save even more than usual. It's true for the typical family, switching to MediShare saves about 500 bucks a month, which is obviously huge for a lot of people. But what's more, they like it. MediShare has double the customer satisfaction rate when compared to health insurance. Double. There are 400,000 members now. They've shared over four billion in medical bills. So yeah, they can handle your bills too. And here's the thing. If you join MediShare Complete right now, before November 30th, they will waive your new member fee. So you're going to save even more. MediShare is the gold standard in healthcare sharing and joining right now makes a lot of sense. Again, pay no new member fees if you join now and start enjoying great savings and a great way to handle your health care. Call now, 844-94-BIBLE. That's 844-94-BIBLE, 844-94-BIBLE. Today on Hey Culligan, how smart is your water? Here's Tracy. Hey Culligan, I think my water might be dumb. Good news, Tracy. Your water's not dumb. It's just not talking to you. You can make my water talk. No, but the new Culligan Smart Drinking Water System can talk to your phone to tell you when your water filters need changing and help you meet drinking water goals. Now that's some brilliant H2O. You said it, Tracy, and we're already on the way. Let us help you out with a free in-home water test with a local Culligan water expert at Culligan.com. How do holiday grill masters take food from good to... Mm, wow. Kingsford 100% hardwood pellets. Made in the USA with North American ingredients and 100% natural hardwood blend, Kingsford wood pellets can be used on any pellet grill and add delicious, smoky wood flavor to any holiday meal. So look for Kingsford 100% hardwood pellets. Because with Kingsford, the holidays just taste better. Find at homedepot.com. Entrepreneurs Wanted. With over 25 years as a commercial real estate leader in Wichita, Occidental Management is proud to support entrepreneurs in the markets we live and work. Many of our tenants are startups, and they help drive the growth of the Wichita business community. The company culture at Occidental Management is one that celebrates entrepreneurship. We are committed to engaging with startup businesses to support their growth. At Occidental Management, our philosophy is to be a business partner with our tenants. To learn more, visit OCCMGMT.com or call 316 266 to Some big news coming out of spring training for the Kansas City Royals. I'll tell you about that here shortly. Jack's doing backflips. What are the odds for Kansas City to win the pennant? Do you know? Have you looked at DraftKings? Maybe maybe I'll let you look that up as we I, get, get closer to the final segment in I, hour number one. I don't know the odds, but I'd imagine they're down there with Oakland uh, to win it out of the American <laughs> League. Do you think it's that bad? Well, yeah. I mean, I, I mean, I know it'd be bad. I just didn't know if it would be that bad. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, I think they're probably down there with Oakland and Detroit. And odds to win the American well, pennant. Put five bucks down, Jack. Do it now. Royals are back. They're fixed. Silence. Uh, I guess I can I can throw a fiver down there for sure. <laughs> Did I just catch was that a niner I heard in there? A fiver. A niner? A fiver. Yeah. Well, like I said, Jack is doing doing backflips. So we will 
tell you about the good news of the Royals, but now some bad news <laughs> for the Kansas City Royals. That's coming up here before too long. Hour number two, we'll have Sully Angles on the show. 325, 302, Final Four Friday. Three of the four questions dealing with the Chiefs. Please go to Twitter and vote at Pat Strothman and ESPN Wichita. We'll also have a buy or sell with Jack Johnson, and we will tell you what's on tap for the weekend. Brought to you by Shock Wheat. Part of this weekend, KU and K-State both in action. Jack, I'll give you the choice. Where do you want me to start, K-State or KU? Uh, let's go K-State because they tip off first. Ooh, look at you go. They are tipping off first. and You can catch the game right here on Wichita Sports Leader. ESPN Wichita 92.3 FM. K-State on the road taking on Oklahoma State. We talked about this matchup with Wyatt Thompson on Wednesday. If you want to go back and listen to that, you can. We do have a podcast page at ESPNWichita.com. You can also find a podcast on Spotify and Apple Music. The Wildcats, they're coming off a pair of home victories over Iowa State and Baylor. That has put them back near the top of the Big 12 standings. Desi Sills, a starter now. David Gasson coming off the bench. Wildcats have played uh, some of their best basketball with a smaller lineup, so I'm not expecting things to be changing against Oklahoma State. Although the Cowboys, they do have some length. Keontae Johnson had 25 points last time out. Marquise Noel became the first player in school history to have 10 assists and zero turnovers in a game. Meanwhile, Oklahoma State wasn't that long ago when we were looking at these Cowboys and we were thinking, man, they're playing some good basketball. You better look out for Oklahoma State. Mike Boynton has this team playing hard. The Cowboys have now lost three in a row. They need to bounce back if they really want to reach the NCAA tournament. And a win over K-State at home, that would do them wonders. Oklahoma State had won seven of eight. And then losses to KU, TCU, and West Virginia. Those three defeats putting Oklahoma State back on the bubble. Oklahoma State probably going to be the more desperate team here. But here's the thing. Kansas State has struggled. On the road. I feel like the Wildcats need to get that streak snapped tomorrow. I don't know if it's a mental thing or what, but that needs to go away because when the K-State Wildcats, were in the, when they're in the NCAA tournament, it's not like they're going to have a, a home game. Now, maybe some people overlook that and go, well, it's different. It's not like they're truly going on the road in the NCAA tournament. It's not like they're going to Stillwater, Oklahoma. It's not like they're going to Fort Worth, Texas and playing these teams in their own gyms. And I and I certainly hear you out on that. Neutral floor-wise, they've done pretty well for themselves year for the season. So maybe neutral floor, maybe it doesn't matter. But I do think at some point it starts to get in your brain of, well, we're away from Bramage Coliseum. We're not going to shoot well. We're not going to play well. Sometimes that becomes a mental block. And this K-State team, we thought that – I wouldn't say that we thought that they were done. And I wasn't necessarily doubting K-State, but you looked at the way that they were playing and you're like, man, at what point do they start to hang on to the basketball? Teams are figuring them out. What are they going to do with Keontae Johnson? And like I noted with Wyatt Thompson the other day, they moved Keontae Johnson and put him in different spots. Marquise Noel took it upon himself to go, 
I don't need to go out there and be this dominant scorer, and I also don't need to go out there and start to force all these tough passes. Desi Sills and Cam Carter both realize, hey, we got to be better. we got to be more productive. I think Wyatt Thompson was the one who talked about this team settling in roles a little bit more. Or maybe that was Matt Tate yesterday from the Lawrence Turner world. It might have been Matt Tate talking about KU because that's also true about the Kansas Jayhawks. This K-State team needs to get that road win. Jerome Tang's team is 3-6 and six in true road games. K-State has lost five straight away from home. And we all know that Gallagher-Iba is one of those tougher places to play in the conference. Oklahoma State has won five of its past six in Stillwater. And Oklahoma State is going to be a desperate team. And desperate teams trying to get into the NCAA tournament, those teams become extremely deadly. And Oklahoma State's one of those teams, too, that if the Cowboys, they can get hot in a hurry from beyond the arc. Inside, they have some length and guys that can block shots around the rim. So Kansas State, Wildcats, will have to be, well, just continue to do what they're doing, but be locked in early, try not to make as many mental mistakes, and finish around the rim against this Oklahoma State team if the Cowboys give you the opportunity. Oklahoma State has one of the best defenses in all of college basketball and only allows teams to shoot 45.5% from two-point range. So if you're K-State, Wildcats will need to score around the rim if they get that opportunity. If you get a wide-open look, you better be capitalizing. And maybe the way that you can negate some of this, too, for Oklahoma State getting back and, and being able to deny shots around the rim Get up and down a little bit more. Force a turnover. Go the other way. Score a bucket in transition. Because Oklahoma State does turn the ball over at a pretty high rate, 21% of its possessions. Kansas State maybe has finally figured some things out after that little slump. But they still have to get over this hurdle. They have to get over the hurdle of playing away from Randlage Coliseum and losing. That needs to change. That needs to. And there's a great opportunity tomorrow against the Oklahoma State Cowboys. What do you think, Jack? K-State, Oklahoma State. What worries you the most for K-State? Uh, I think just because of their, their recent road struggles. It's been a major problem for Kansas State. They have not played well of late away from Bramage Coliseum. But on the flip side... I think it's an Oklahoma State team that's also struggled as well of late. I mean, since that win against Iowa State up in Hilton, they've been blown out in three straight games, and they've lost all that momentum that they had. For Oklahoma State to give themselves a chance at an upset on Saturday, it's going to have to be one of those rock fights, a low 60s type of game, which they've done before. But Kansas State, too, they also have the offensive firepower with a guy like Keontae Johnson, Marquise Noel, and when you can see a guy like Naquan Tomlin or Cam Carter give you double figures, this Kansas State team should win comfortably. I think you also factor in you know, where Oklahoma State's head's at. Of course, they need to likely win two of their next three and maybe a game or two in the Big 12 tournament to give themselves a fighting chance at the NCAA tournament. So still a lot to play for for Oklahoma State instead of just being a home wrecker. But as long as Kansas State cannot 
cough the ball up like they did against Texas Tech, cough the ball up in the way they did against Oklahoma, and shoot it somewhat respectively from deep, uh, they'll be fine in this game. But Oklahoma State also makes it very difficult on teams to score in the paint. K-State's front court worries me a little bit when you're going up against a guy like Caleb Boone, who put 27 up on Kansas. I believe it was 27-9 and on 15 shots. You know, K-State just doesn't have that post presence to slow a guy down like that. They also don't have a big man that can score on a guy like Caleb Boone. So if Oklahoma State uh, can keep Kansas State under 70 points, you'll have a game in the final minutes of this one. But if Kansas State gets anywhere from 72 to 78 points, I don't think Oklahoma State has a scoring to hang around in this one. Yeah, it's a good way to look at it. Score more points the other team, that's pretty good. Good analysis. No, really, though, Jack, I, mean, I think you hit the nail on the head with all that stuff. But I do think Oklahoma State, with the two guys that they have in the middle, that, that could be problematic for, for K-State, especially if the Wildcats are struggling to shoot from beyond the arc. And they haven't shot the ball particularly well from deep as of late, if I remember correctly. So K-State, Oklahoma State tomorrow at 1 o'clock. Noon will be the pregame, and you can catch it right here on ESPN Wichita 92.3 FM. Meanwhile, for the Kansas Jayhawks, I'm sure we don't have to take too much time talking about KU early this game tomorrow, or maybe not. Maybe Jack is sounding the upset alarm right now with KU and West Virginia taking place inside Allen Fieldhouse. Tip-off at 3 o'clock tomorrow. After a win against TCU on Monday, Kansas looking to extend the winning streak to six games against West Virginia. Two teams met last in January. West Virginia lost 76-62. KU has won the last four matchups. Mountaineers, they did get a win over Oklahoma State last time out, 85-67. I think we all know that West Virginia is a somewhat physical team. But this is a West Virginia team, though, when you look at it, the the Mountaineers are they're they're still the really the Mountaineers. They're number twenty six in offensive rebounding rate at thirty four percent. They average eleven offensive rebounds per game. Geez, sounds like West Virginia. Shocker. West Virginia also ranks seventeenth in adjusted offensive efficiency. Adjusted offensive efficiency for those that don't know measures a team's points per one hundred possessions adjusted for opponent. So West Virginia actually not that bad offensively. West Virginia, I think the reason why they're not that bad offensively is because I think the Mountaineers, they have the ability to get to the free throw line. They are number 14 in the country in free throw rate at 41.3%, so they're really good at drawing fouls. But then on the flip side, West Virginia also likes to foul. Sounds like a pretty typical West Virginia team. Main thing is the Kansas Jayhawks are taking on a West Virginia team that, although – Offensive sound, as I told you, they're good offensively when you take a look at the adjusted offensive efficiency. But in terms of three-point shooting percentage, they are just not good from beyond the arc. One guy to look out for is Eric Stevenson. He's 40% from deep. He does have quick hands. He's also a guy that turns the ball over at a pretty high rate. So if KU can lock in and force that guy to turn the ball over, I'm sure that would do Kansas wonders. I just feel like with Kansas, after getting the win against TCU, this is a KU team that understands what's at stake. Handle your business tomorrow. Baylor in Texas, 
square off tomorrow, get the win tomorrow, hope that Baylor wins. We don't even look at the scoreboard. Don't be scoreboard watchers. And then next week, finish the job. Just finish. You are a few steps away from winning another Big 12 championship. And to do it with Noah Ochiabaji, Christian Brown, David McCormick, this one should be simple tomorrow. Should be. But this is the Big 12 after all. And we all know that you really can't sleep on anyone. You really can't. I like to think that KU can go out there and dominate tomorrow. But you never know. This is West Virginia. Bob Huggins, does he still get paid fifty grand if he beats KU? Is that still in his contract? I think Do we know? so, yeah. Yeah. Is that not one of the funniest contract things to have, contract stipulations, contract bonuses? It's one of the funnier ones, to say the least, in the history of college basketball. But, hey, when you dominate so much like KU, I guess – that's kind of a neat little thing there for Bob Huggins. Go get your money, I suppose. But this is – it's not like KU is going to look at this game and it's, you know, a trap game. They've had time to rest after taking down TCU. And I think that's probably the most beneficial thing about Kansas with a guy like Kevin McCuller who was banged up going into the Baylor game and then banged up going against against TCU. Now he gets a chance to rest up a little bit. Now you take on West Virginia. I'm sure it will be a physical battle tomorrow, but that extra rest I think is going to do Kansas wonders. What do you think, Jack? KU, West Virginia, should you be worried at all about this game tomorrow at 3 o'clock? Any game is tough to win in the Big 12, but also I think you look at the numbers of how West Virginia has fared on the road. It hasn't been that good. I think their only road winning conference play was against Texas Tech. It's a 16-12 and West Virginia team, which like Texas Tech and like Oklahoma State, Need a very strong finish of the regular season to get into the NCAA tournament. So you're not going to be facing a West Virginia team that's going to have nothing to play for. They'll be downtrodden. They're not that banged up. And I think it's the difference from what we've seen the last couple of years with West Virginia teams. A good post presence, a very physical team, one that has great guard play. They press a lot. It's just a different identity now. So if you're Kansas, I think the only fear would be looking ahead, but you also have Texas Tech ahead of you, and hopefully you're not looking two games ahead and looking at the Texas Longhorns or focus too much on what's going to be happening in Waco. But as long as Kansas doesn't get out to one of those really sluggish starts, you know, it's not an 11 a.m. tip or a 12 p.m. tip. You are playing later on in the afternoon. There's no excuse to be uh, tired. What would you, you think of Matt Tate saying that yesterday, by the way, bringing up the tip time? About the NCAA tournament. I I, I kind of chuckled internally. I didn't want to, like, consult Matt, and I'm like, really? We're talking about the tip-off time? <laughs> That's going to make a difference for KU? But I think there is some truth to it. Yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, you have to factor in it. These are 18- to 22-year-old kids. Uh, I mean, in college, you're doing different things than a Division One athlete, but you get up early. You know, if you have an 11 a.m. tip time, you're probably starting your day around 6.30 or 7.00. And it's not as easy for some guys as it is for others. You know, sometimes you got the kid on the team that gets up early anyway. He goes and works out. He goes into shoot around. You also have guys that love to sleep in. I think we've seen this year in a couple. AKA Jack Johnson. I actually somebody that likes to get up uh, relatively early. <laughs> I don't sleep in until one or two. I get up about eight thirty or nine. Come on, Jack. This is not a part of this picture I am yeah. painting for our yeah, listeners. The, the Jack ass, Johnson. The lazy That's ass right. bum. Yeah. That's right. It doesn't fit your narrative. Uh, but I think with this Kansas team, it absolutely is a factor because we've seen this team play a lot better. 
uh, at times when it's later on in the afternoon or at night or in a bigger game. And we've seen them play down to competition or lose games when they're tipping off early. So that is absolutely something to factor in here when you're looking at tip times in the NCAA tournament. Uh, but for this game tomorrow afternoon, it's 3 p.m. You are playing one of the worst teams in the conference. They're still a good team overall. But just take care of business here. No need to to try anything different. I mean, you've been hot of late. Don't let the momentum of just playing hot teams and really good teams like a TCU, like a Texas, like a Baylor, get you you know thinking in a different mentality. Treat West Virginia just like you treated Baylor, just like you treated Texas and TCU. you got to treat every Big 12 team like they are capable of beating you. As long as Kansas does that, doesn't overlook this Mountaineer team, they should be just fine tomorrow afternoon. Agreed. 3 o'clock tip tomorrow inside Allen Fieldhouse. 316-247-0923. That is our text line. Just got this from the text. Tur. Tough conference. Every Big 12 team is in top 50 net ranking except OU, which slipped to 77. I didn't realize that OU fell that far. But I do know that West Virginia in the net, I think that was really stunning when I saw that. Because aren't they, are they top 40, top 35, top 30? I think so. They're better than you think. Maybe it's 32, but not bad. Every road game for every Big 12 team that doesn't play OU is a quad one win. And, you know, here's the thing about, about Kansas. Kansas is on its way to shattering the quad one win record, if I recall correctly. So, West Virginia, Kansas tomorrow at 3 o'clock from LFK. Coming up in hour number two, Final Four Friday, brought to you by Air Quality Control. I'm going to retweet those Twitter poll questions. Go to Pat Strathman or ESPN Wichita. Please vote. We'd love to. We'd love to get your input. You can always submit your input on the text line if you don't have a Twitter. No big deal. Three twenty-five. We'll have our buddy Sully Angles of KTV. He'll be a part of the show. Three forty-five. Once on tap. And buy or sell. But up next, we will talk about the Kansas City Royals. I told you that Jack was doing backflips. He did backflips for one reason. He's probably crying for another reason. We'll explain next here on The Pulse on ESPN Wichita. You're tuned into The Pulse on ESPN Wichita 92.3 FM. Hey, Wichita, it's Pat, and I'm here with Clay from Best Body Shop. Hey, Clay, you talk a lot about OEM parts. What exactly is OEM? OEM stands for Original Equipment Manufacturer. These parts are coming directly from the manufacturer, but the more important question is, what does it matter to you? At the end of the day, the safety of your vehicle is reliant on the parts that we use and the repairs of your vehicle. That's why at Best Body Shop, we use 100% OEM parts on 100% of the repairs. Call 316-516-3827 or go online to Best Body Shop. What does it feel like to be in Kansas City, the soccer capital of America? To hear thousands shouting as one, to see waves of sporting blue, to hug total strangers, to be a part of something bigger than any of us. What does it feel like to be at Children's Mercy Park? It feels like home. It's showtime in Kansas City. Sporting opens the season at home on March 11th versus the L.A. Galaxy. Grab your tickets now at SportingKC.com. 
We tried Dynavite for gut health and immune support, and after a couple of weeks, our little gizmo was acting like a puppy again. His coat was shinier, he had a lot less scratching and shedding, and he seemed like his happy old self. My dog smelled and scratched constantly. We bathed and sprayed her, took her to the vet, but no results. Now, a little Dynavite and her food helps Bella keep her beautiful coat with no scratching or smell. Get 10% off your next order of Dynavite nutritional supplements for dogs at Dynavite.com. Happier, healthier with every bite. Over a million pets help with Dynavite. When you're an innovative business, every blinking cursor, every blank page is an opportunity. What will you do with it? Will you make something better or create something new? Our Dell Technologies advisors provide you with tools and expertise to do incredible things. Because we believe there's an innovator in all of us. For advice on smart PCs powered by Intel vPro that's built for business, call a Dell Technologies advisor at 877-ASK-DELL. DQ presents Picture this Picture the burger of your dreams It's on the new DQ Signature Stack Burgers menu A lineup of five premium burgers Like the Flamethrower Signature Stack Burger And Loaded A1 Signature Stack Burger With 100% seasoned real beef patties Melty cheese And a combo of top-notch toppings And sauces galore This dream burger is calling your name But it isn't a dream You're ordering at the DQ drive-thru The DQ Signature Stack Burgers lineup Try today DQ, happy tastes good it's time for the KCAC postseason tournament semifinals as teams are one step away from Hartman Arena in Park City, Kansas, home to KCAC Championship Monday. Join me, Pat Strothman, for live play-by-play coverage of the road to Hartman Arena. Following K-State basketball on Saturday, we will have the women's basketball semifinals. Tip-off is at 7 o'clock on Wichita's Sports Leader, ESPN Wichita, 92.3 FM. How do we feel about Ed Sheeran? He's a very good artist. Has good range. Can I say this is my favorite song of his? I support it. Very, very good song. Gosh, this song's so good. By the way, we have some breaking news for the Kansas City Chiefs. Nothing surprising. I'm going to tell you now, because we're going to talk Chiefs during our Final Four Friday segment coming up in 10 minutes. So just wait 10 minutes. Keep your keep your phone down. Don't look at Twitter. Don't look at the breaking news. Like I said, it's something surprising. But we will talk about it coming up at 3.02 as part of our Final Four Friday segment brought to you by Air Quality Control. 3.25, solely angles of Cake TV, and then we will... Wash things down with buy or sell. And what's on tap? But Jack Johnson. All right, so the Royals, spring training underway. They are taking on the Texas Rangers. The Kansas City Royals, Jack. One, two, three inning for Daniel Lynch. Hey, he's fixed. That's great. Although, it's amazing how many people are like, oh, he's fixed. I think the Royals, just in general, that's what you can say about them. Hey, they're fixed because Bobby Wood Jr. started things off with a walk. And you're like, all right, Matt Quattraro, let's go. Here we go. Vinny Pasquantino with a two-run bomb. His very first hit of spring training is a two-run blast. 
Well, then the Kansas City Royals, they gave up three <laughs> in the top of the second inning. Daniel Lynch, two innings, four hits, three earned runs. He gave up a two-run dinger himself and then an RBI single. What do you make of the Royals thus far? Jack Johnson. Vinny P going yard, that's great. I is is there uh I gotta look at the over under for Vinny Pasquantino for homers. I'd probably be tempted to take the over. Wouldn't you? Depending on what it is, obviously. But I think Vinny P can be a guy that leads the uh the Kansas City Royals and Dingers. And then Daniel Lynch, what do you make of him? Uh, I think in spring training, you obviously never want to read too much in anything, good or bad. I mean, for all we know, I'm not I'm not that at the game, but they could have told Daniel Lynch, hey, throw your curveball 60 70% of the time. Just work on it because that's what they usually tell the pitchers to do. You're working on pitches that you're not really comfortable with. I mean, we've had guys in the past that are really bad pitchers overall dominate in spring training, and it doesn't really matter. Uh, I'm just hoping that he's trying out the pitches or listening to what Brian Sweeney and Zach Bovey have to say. Uh, Vinny Pasquantino doesn't shock me that he's uh, going to probably hit really well in spring training and be damn good in the regular season. But I think the biggest thing I've taken away through the first four innings, if you can really take away anything from the first four innings of spring training, is Josh Stalmont uh, was reaching about 97, 98, 99 in his first outing. The radar gun's always hot down in surprise, but you need that. Uh, from a guy like Josh Stalmont, because if Josh Stalmont returns the 2020 form or early 2021 form, uh, he's going to be pretty good. You know, he's going to be one of those guys that can boost the back end of this bullpen and a bullpen that throws very hard at that. You'll have a role as Chapman back there, Dylan Coleman, Taylor Clark throws hard. Uh, you have a good, a couple of hard throwing lefties like Amir Garrett, uh, Richard Lovelady can run it between 94 and 95. I mean, you have guys in that back end that can really benefit uh, with throwing hard like Josh Stamont does. But last year, of course, Velocity took a dip. He landed up on the IL a couple of times. So if anything I could take away from those first four innings, I think it's more so Stamont's Velocity than Daniel Lynch's start or Vinny P's homer. But, yeah, I think it's just kind of, kind of something to watch here with spring training. Never want to get too high, never too low. It's really just practice for these guys. We're talking about practice. We're talking about practice. Sorry. Had to go Allen Iverson there for you. Vinny P going yard. That's awesome. That's terrific. What do you think? Next week, should we do a prop segment on the Kansas City Royals, or should we wait until we inch a little bit closer to actual opening day? We should probably wait till opening day. I, I probably think it's wait, too yeah. early. I, I wait a little bit. I think it's too early. Roster it's construction. Too early. Yeah, a little too early because you never know what's going to happen, too. So we'll wait on that. But, yeah, good stuff. Eddie P going yard. Bobby Wood Jr. getting a, a walk. Daniel Lynch lasting two innings. First inning, great. Second inning, not great. Spring training baseball, it's finally here. By the way, best of spring training audio that we have for the week. You can catch it tomorrow here on ESPN, which is on 92.3 FM. We'll tell you more about that in hour number two, which is just around the corner. We'll be back with that breaking Chiefs news and much more. It's The Pulse on Wichita Sports Leader, ESPN Wichita, 92.3 FM. Wichita's new sports leader, ESPN Wichita, 92.3 FM, KKGQ, Newton.